It's time for another Holiday Hot Mess episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Gason. So get ready to join us as we search for three French hens in our Christmas closet. Welcome to another episode of Keeping the Yuletide Gay with Jason, or as my friends call me, just Jason. Well, happy Christmas in July, everyone. We've got another fantastic holiday episode for you to get back into the Christmas spirit because it is Christmas in July. That was the topic we discussed on our very, very first episode so long ago, but it is Christmas in July. So in this episode, we're going to learn about that calendar of treats that we got when we grew up during the holiday season. Mrs. Claus has a cookie treat for you and your little elves. Ned is back with some new candy, perfect for summer barbecues. And we will see if Blue Toes, the Christmas elf, is a classic or not so classic Christmas special. And just a little reminder, our show is not for younger listeners, as we do use some language and discuss some adult themes that could definitely land us on the naughty list. So let's get on with the show and start things off with our five-minute festive fun fact. Hello, my holiday elves, and welcome to our new five-minute festive fun facts segment. Our festive fun facts will be delivered to you in five minutes or less because we're going to treat them those little stocking stuffers, so they shouldn't go on for too long. Just a little five minutes or less, that's right. Today's fun fact is all about that fun little calendar that gave us chocolates as kids as we counted down to Christmas. That's right, we're going to be talking about the Advent Calendar. Now, for those of you that don't know, an Advent Calendar was simply a tool that was used to count down the days of Advent in anticipation for Christmas. The Advent Calendar was first used by German Lutherans in the 19th and 20th centuries, and has since spread uh, out to other Christian denominations, as well as non-religious Advent calendars, too. Uh, The first known producer of a printed Advent Calendar Uh, was actually uh, a German gentleman named Gerhard Lang. So he's considered to be the first one. And he did print his back in the 1900s. Now, traditional Advent calendars typically feature either the manger scene, St. Nicholas, some type of winter celebration, while others can have different themes. And that is how they've slowly transgressed into um, the countdown calendars. Now, typically, um, these are made in either a paper calendar form with like a a flappy door or uh, they have, they're made in fabric, or they're painted boxes, um, or they might be things from movies or scenes from TV shows. Typically, these doors are labeled for each day of December leading up to and including either Christmas Eve and, in some cases, Christmas Day. And the doors are usually random. They're all over the place on the calendar. They're not in sequential order, which is crazy, and it, I used to drive me insane as a kid, but I loved it because it was like a little bonus seek and find. But when you opened the doors, you'd either find a picture or a portion of a story. Typically, it's the, the nativity. It's the, you know, from, from the Christian aspect. Um, sometimes you'd find a small gift like chocolate, or you might even find a little toy. Um, you didn't know what you were going to find. It was fantastic. Uh, actually, the first chocolate advent calendar came out in 1958. 
but didn't really catch on until like the 70s and then really didn't catch on until like the 90s. So it was the late 90s when when advent calendars with chocolate um, started to appear. Something unique about Denmark, Finland, Iceland, Norway, and Sweden is their tradition of having a Yule calendar. Uh, what, what that is, is it's an actual Yule calendar that's done in the form of a TV show or um, a radio show. And they would start it on December 1st and air a segment of the story all the way up and it would end on Christmas Eve. And typically within these regions, they would uh, feature Santa Claus or some type of Santa figure, you know, whoever it may be. Now, the closest thing that I know that we have in the United States is um, a radio play called The Cinnamon Bear, which we're going to talk about in a later episode because it's one of my favorite things in the entire world because I think it's super cute. But actually, that one started around Thanksgiving and went all the way to Christmas Eve. So um, we talked about advent calendars and how they've started to transfer over into countdown calendars. So there are lots of companies out there that are making countdown calendars that you can use for whatever you want. Or you can use them in the traditional countdown to Christmas style as well. Uh, I have to say, some of my favorite ones are the Halloween ones that are coming out because now we have countdown to Halloween. Super cute, super fun. Uh, Funko, who creates all the Funko Pops, um, created several countdown to Halloween ones uh, featuring uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, horror movie icons, Harry Potter, all kinds of different ones with little mini Funko figurines. Uh, of course, there's the Lego calendar out there um, with a Lego scene that you can build a city scene. Um, there's there's so many, especially if you like those little mini collectible things. Um, there's tons of little mini collectibles um, calendars as well. I found one last year. It is based on the movie Gremlins. It's based on actually Gremlins 1 and 2. And it comes in a box. It has more than 25 days on it. So it's clearly just a countdown calendar. Uh, the box itself is a movie theater scene, and each door that you open has either a mogwai or um, a gremlin or a skeleton of a gremlin or some slime or a cocoon um, or even a furry puffball. It's absolutely one of the best countdown calendars I've ever had. In fact, I put stuff in different boxes this year, so it's going to be fun. I'm really excited about it. So my question to you all is, do you use an advent calendar? Tell us about it over at Gabbing with Gason on Facebook. Um, that's the home of our of our flagship show. And let us know that you uh, what kind of advent calendars you use, or do you use uh, countdown calendars? And if so, share your pictures of them. I'd love to see them. Are there any festive fun facts that you'd like us to cover in five minutes or less on the show? If there are, go ahead and email us at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com. Well, the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Cheers. Hello, dear listeners. I'm so excited you're back in my kitchen with me once again, yes. You know we're only five short months away from Christmas Eve, yes we are. <laughs> It's Christmas in July, yes. You know, I love this time of year. In fact, I love that old Rankin Bass, uh, Rankin Bass special, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. Yes, I do. It's one of my favorites. It's, someone once called it the Avengers Endgame version. 
of the Rankin Bass because there's lots of different characters in it and I liked it. I did. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it inspired me to create a new fun treat that can be made in July or during the holidays. And it's a fun treat that the little ones can help you make too. Mm-hmm. It is. Yes. So today's tasty treat is called Skewered Snow people. <laughs> yes, skewered snow people. And it's very simple to make. This recipe, uh, it, it makes 16 servings, so you can easily make more. And I promise you, it's a very simple thing that you can have the little ones help you with, and they're getting the spirit. Yes, because they're making cookies, sort of. So here's what you're going to need today. Our ingredients are... One family-sized package of Oreo cookies. Mm. A package of white chocolate almond bark. Mm -hmm. That's the meltable kind, you know. Mm. A package of mini chocolate chips. Um, orange icing or black icing. Um, and other candies and things that you want to decorate your snow people with. Yes, this is all about you and your creativity. Mm-hmm. Now, your tools that you're going to need today, you're going to need one large glass, mm -hmm, wide enough for an Oreo cookie to fit in. Okay, that's important. Um, 16 10-inch wood skewers. You can get them at your local uh, dollar and a quarter store. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can get a, get a stack of them. Mm. One mixing bowl, a spatula, a cookie sheet, and parchment paper. Yes, in fact, I have everything ready to go, but to don't, because a certain little elf, Jesus, every time I thought we were ready to go, you know, it's my fault, it's my fault, listeners, I didn't double check, I should have checked, but I didn't check, so I get out, it's the pan, I don't understand, it's a, it's every, every time you bake something, you know, 99.9% .9 of the time you're going to need a pan, and she never has it out. I'll get it. Oh no, go back to your coffee break, dear. And I got the listeners listening and waiting. That's fine. That's such a pain in the ass. All right, um, I've got our pen. No worries, it's fine. We're professional. We've got it going on. Now listen, you all have been listening to this show for a very long time. And you know what our first step is. And trust me, after the pan incident, yet again... We're having sherry. So get out your cup. I've got mine. Here we go. Pour it to the top. Oh, the wind, we don't stop. Oh, here we go. All right. Mary Elizabeth, we are getting it to go. Here we go. Okay. Now remember, remember. I can smell it from here. Remember. <laughs> You have to toast to yourself and your success. You do. You do. So here we go. Cheers, my holiday queers. <laughs> better. All right, we're better. We are better. Okay. Let's get back to the show. We're going to forget about Mitzi and her inability to follow a checklist. And we're just going to do this. So, 
we've got to get our, our, our second step is simply just line your cookie sheet with your parchment paper. See, this is why, this is why every time I don't want to do it on the thing because it makes too much damn noise. It's fine. It's not cut properly. It makes all this noise. I don't understand it. I've made it after mixing with HR about it. And they say I got to be nice to her. We've got that done. All right. Next step is we're going to do the fun part. It's skewering the cookies. So I've got my... My skewers here. And I've got to get my cookies out. Yeah, I love the smell of these. You know, people say, Mrs. C, why don't you make your own Oreos? Why? They're in the store. I don't, I don't got time. It's okay sometimes to not make things from scratch. It's ridiculous that people think you should make everything. Who's got that time? I mean, if you've got the time, good for you. I don't. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So you're going to take your skewer, all right? And we're going to take a cookie. And you're going to take the skewer. And you need to hold your cookie, but don't squeeze it too tight. But you've got to hold it together. And you're going to put your skewer into the middle of your cookie. And press down on the cookie, but you've got to slide the skewer through the center of the cookie in the cream area. Right? So we're putting it right through the cream, but hold your cookie on there so to stay attached. And here's the part you've got to pay attention to. Because we're making skewers, we want you to take this cookie and you want to go down about five and a half inches. Mm-hmm. About five and a half inches because we're putting more cookies on top. Okay. So we've got our first one down about five and a half inches. Now I'm going to take my second cookie and I'm going to put it and skewer it down. And we're going to put it right uh, right at the same level as the other cookie. So they're going to be lined up on the skewer. All right. If you've ever made, you know, shish kebabs, that's what we're doing. All right. But with cookies. And then you put your third cookie on top. And again, it's better if you clamp it down because it'll help keep the, 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 the skewer in place with the cream, all right? Now, I've got to do 16 of these. So it's going to take a moment. Um, and while I do that, I'm going to have a little bit more sherry because I deserve it, number one. And two, I don't want to sit here and, and keep you busy while I'm doing this, so... Once you've got your cookie on the skewer, just set it on your parchment paper. We'll be right back. Get yourself some sherry. It'll only take a moment, I promise. I'm back. <laughs> that was so quick. I may have finished the glass. As I might have to pour some in a minute, but it's fine. So, listen, the next thing you got to do is melt your almond bark in a mixing bowl so it melts nice and together, okay? Um, but that takes a while, and I didn't want to do it on the show. Sorry, here is the microwave. I didn't want you to hear that. So, um, I did it while we were on break. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the, the melted chocolate into a deep glass, all right? Because it makes it easier with the skewers if you put it in a glass. So... But not that glass because that's got my sherry. 
Alright, give me a moment. You might hear some noise. The damn bowl is hot, oh, Jesus. It's so hot. Oh, I've got to get me a mitten on. Hold on. And it's very, very important that you pay attention to your chocolate when you're melting it because you can burn it, you know. Not not many people pay attention enough to, to realise that you can burn it. But you can. That looks like enough. Right. Now I've got it. Looks like a big tall glass of milk. Everybody likes milk. So we've got that. We're going to make sure it's not got any lumps in it of any unmelted chocolate parts. Just because sometimes, you know, there are parts in there that don't uh, do what they're supposed to, you know. All right. Now, the next thing we're going to do is we're going to take our skewer and we're going to dunk our cookies like we're putting them in milk. Now, go slow and be patient. I've got to go slow and be patient. I don't want anything to fall off. I want it to come out chocolatey covered. That looks really good. Now, a tip that I thought I might mention is it might be better for you if you used uh, the double stuffed too, because there's more cream to hold the skewer in. Mm -hmm. mm. I love almond bark. It's so tasty. I could just eat it by itself with a spoon. Yes, I could. All right. Now, listen. I got 16 of these damn things to make. So, I'm going to put you on another uh, break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the next step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right back. I told you it would be very quick. This is very quick. Because so I've got all 16 skewers going and you've got to kind of move fast. So this is why it's helpful to have the little ones around. Because now that you've got your skewers going, you get to do the fun part, which is decorating. Yes. Now, I like to use all kinds of different things to decorate. So I've got some mini chocolate chips to put on as, as buttons, you know. For their clothes. I've got some other little candies. I've got candy eyeballs to put on. Um, but you want to do it while the chocolate is still pretty warm so that it sits. You know, we want it to sit there. And the most important thing is after the chocolate is cooled, uh, you can add like your icing to make a nose. So what we're going to do is I'm going to put these uh, after I finish decorating them real quick, I'm going to put them in the refrigerator for about 15 minutes so that uh, they come out and the, um, the, the chocolate has a time to sit, which means I'm going to make them and then I'm going to, I'm going to make them. I've lost my place. I'm going to put them in the fridge, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to put them in the fridge real quick. And, 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 and uh, we'll put the nose on when we come back, all right? Now, this is going to be a longer break, which is fine. 
I honestly think I need to sit down and just have another sip of sherry, so I'll be right back. Listen, you're back and about so important more. <laughs> it has got a all the way. Keep going. Oh dear. That is an ipped bottle. The timer's good. Alright. I've got my glass. I've got it out of the the the, the, the refrigerator. And they look like little frozen snow people. Alright. Now is the f you can continue the decorating i when you decorate them you know you obviously you want to keep doing it while it's hot uh while the chocolate is still melted but sometimes with the icing you got to be careful um but you know uh, the the kids will really have a good time with this because you can give them as much of the, 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 the you know, the little non-persils and the, and, the, and the decorative sugars and, and candies and things like that. And you can make all sorts of fun things with the skewers. So you can use different cookie sizes. It's really, this is all about you and, and the little ones doing what you do, you know, being creative and stuff like that. I even had some old, you, you remember when we made our Oreo cookie bats? Yes, we made those bats. Um, I had some of those eyes left over, the candy eyes. So that's what I put on my, my snowman, is the candy eyes. So there is a lot that you can do and you can decorate. And it, it just makes it wonderful for the children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, we are ready for a taste test. Now, here's the thing. you got to skewer in there, so you got to make sure the kids understand. You know, they might have to break apart the snowman. Mm -hmm. Or they have to nibble around it. So yeah, I'm going to take a crunchy bite. Mmm, where's all that crunch? I tell you, there is nothing like a chocolate covered Oreo. I really hit the spot after working with Mitzi. Except for Sherry. So, alright. Well, I've got my glass. I'm going to give you another clinky, clinky to you. You did great today. I can't wait to come visit me again. <laughs> and until next time, happy tree tasting. Once there was a Christmas elf who did not have a name. Santa called him Small One. Mischief was his claim to fame. He always begged to go along on Santa's yearly ride. When Santa gently told him no, the little Small One sighed. But if I take you with me. Welcome back for another classic, or not, so 
episode classic Christmas special review with me and one of my holiday helpers uh, from the Gabbing with Gason show, as well as the Missing Movie Club. Welcome back, holiday helper John. <laughs> ho ho yo. <laughs> <laughs> Too good. Um, Yeah, we were talking before (laughs) that you normally come on in August, and we had to rearrange some schedules, and you are here for, and you just said it, Christmas in July. Christmas in July. Christmas in July. Um, If this is your first time listening to Keeping the Old Tide Gay, how we do our classic or not so classic Christmas special reviews, I go out and research and just find names of classic or not so classic Christmas specials found on youtube and i put up a list and then i get one of my friends to come on and i say okay pick one based on the title alone i don't remember the other two that i gave you and you chose based on the title and you were very excited about it blue toes the christmas elf i mean it's telling that you can't even remember the other two titles but you would have remembered this one like it was the obvious choice it really was yeah i mean it really was that's fine yeah no i i I don't judge your your choice, but I judge the choices of others yeah. involved with sin. And I would use the word production loosely. <laughs> so a little bit about Blue Toes, the Christmas Elf. It's an animated Christmas special based on the book. Did you know it was a book? I did not. Blue Toes, Santa's Special Helper by George Polksenick. Try saying that ten times fast. Polksenick, Polksenick, Polksenick. Stop it. Pol- um, <laughs> I tried to find the book on, on Amazon and could not, so I'm assuming it's probably out of print. I'm sure someone's burned them all by now. <laughs> and it premiered on CBC in Canada on December the 20th in 1988, and then it later aired on the uh, Disney Channel here in the U.S. in 1989 for their holiday season, and then it was first released on VHS oh. in uh, 1990, which I, for some reason, thought DVDs were the thing back then, but maybe it was like later on that DVDs were a big deal. And then it was released on VHS again in 1992 as part of A Very Merry Cricket Christmas, hmm. which I can't wait to cover whatever the hell A Very Merry Cricket is. And the thing on the at the end of it said that it was produced by the people by the it looked like the company that did Carmen San Diego. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm guessing that's just who re-released it, probably, probably on that compilation. But maybe it took me a second. Um, we found it on on the YouTube's. Um, I think I sent you a link to somebody who clearly had stolen it and recorded it. <laughs> There was some. Do you remember having to track? The tracking was bad on yeah. VHS. It's, that's where the lines would come across the screen. And, and there was one part where it like jumped it a jumped, couple yeah. of times. And yeah. I was like, oh, I found a better copy later when mm. I was going back to write it. So, you know, if you really want it, I can send you that link. No, too. no, you can just keep it. <laughs> I'm good with that. Okay. <laughs> um, it stars, and I use that term loosely as well, too. There's a bunch of people that had voice roles that I didn't care about. So I just chose three. Um, Dave Broadfoot played Santa, and he is known for a bunch of Canadian TV shows that I don't know, so we're not going to talk about them. <laughs> I don't know what they are. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and then Polly Jones played Small One, the star of the show, and uh, this is her biggest credit, because she only has one other credit, <laughs> and it was the it was described as 
voice on a TV movie named Nightingale. <laughs> so she didn't play a part. She was just the voice. So, And then lastly is Rick Jones as Lonesome the Penguin. And he has been around since the 80s doing voice work. Um, nothing that I really know well, except he is in, he does a lot of additional voices in a lot of other shows. Mm. And he's just, he's literally listed as additional voices. Uh, so he was in the Georgia the Jungle TV series. He is known for various roles in the Assassin's Creed video games. Oh. So he's been in part three, part three, The Tyranny of King Washington, part four. Four, the Black Flag. That's the pirate one, and it's awesome. Okay. And Assassin's Creed Rogue. Hmm. Um, and my favorite credit... It, credit. Credit. My favorite credit is that he was in an episode of a TV series I have never heard of, but hope that they have a Christmas special. He was a voice in the episode... In, in the TV show, The Day My Butt Went Psycho... <laughs> And the episode he was in was My Milkshake Brings All the Butts to the Yard. And grandpa, grandparents' butts just don't understand. So you're a young actor and you, you know, go to college and you're in drama and you take voice coaching and your parents like put up their house for mortgage and that's the show you end up <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I just wanted to. That show came out in 2014, and I find this much more interesting than the show that we we looked at. Um, it, <laughs> it, it's a story about Zach Freeman, a junior butt fighter. His butt deuce. <laughs> Is this like Robot Wars, but with butts? I don't. His butt Deuce and Eleanor Stern, the daughter of legendary butt fighter Silas Stern. Ugh. Does it say what network it was on? And it's based on a it was based on a a book series. <laughs> Man, I just I don't. <laughs> and so that was his last thing. No, it's just the one that I thought was most interesting oh, okay. about his career. Uh, no, his last thing was in 2018. Did he pass away? In 2018. He's still around. Uh, okay. 2018, uh, he did something called Pachamama. Pachamama? Um, yeah, but he's been in a ton of stuff. But just nothing where, like, I know him from, you know, being the main... So he was never in a He-Man thing as well. He was never in a He-Man thing. Oh, okay. He was in Arthur... And he played Pepe. But it always says Pepe, voice uncredited on everything. See, I was excited for a minute because I thought you meant the Dudley Moore movie. No. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, he was also in another cartoon called My Goldfish is Evil. What a fun... <laughs> what an absolute... Oh, he was in... Uh, did you ever watch that TV series, Trip in the Rift? I've heard cartoon? of it. He was Whip. I'm not sure which one, which character was Whip, but he was Whip, so maybe that's his biggest thing. I don't know. I think he peaked with the butt show. I mean, how could you not? That's what you. That's a career ender for multiple reasons. Uh, But yeah, so Rick, Rick, Rick did all that. Um, There's one song that we're going to talk about when we get into it. 
Oh, sung... yeah. I have lyrics written down. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, sung by the uh, singer, and I... Singer, in quotes. <laughs> Valdi, a.k.a. Paul Valdemore Horsdale. And he's a Canadian folk and country singer. If you rearrange that, it spells Tom Riddle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's done some acting, but uh, uh, he has created 14 albums and has nearly sold a half a million copies of those albums and has uh, four certified gold records out of those albums. Have you ever heard of Valdi? No. Is it a Canadian gold record, do you think? Do they have their own different gold records there? I have no idea. I don't really know. I don't know. Anyway. The writing's, so, the writing's in French. It's, yeah, I, I'm just going to say this. You can tell by the sound of my voice that I love this. I can't wait to watch it. I'm so angry I can't find it on DVD. <laughs> Are you ready to tackle this journey together? Let's Let's travel into the dark together. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's where this special should have stayed. I mean, in the dark. it gets dark. There are people that love it. Like, there are people that love this special. Like, like I was actually okay with it at first. Like, the song's not great, but like, I was like, okay, you know. But it it it, it takes a turn there at the end. Real bad. Is that, is that the word you want to use? Yeah. All right. We open up. This 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 tells you right away. This should have been our first clue. We open up on a literal white screen <laughs> that is supposed to be snow <laughs> with a very thin line of yellow at the top that's supposed to be, I think, the rising sun and then a little bit of blue sky. It is literally a white scape. That's it. <laughs> Not even drifts for snow. Just white. And there's a penguin walking by. Huh? Ah! That's a really good version. It's a really good impression. Well, you know. I mean... It didn't get me on the butt. I'm sorry. It didn't get me on the butt show, but... Well, I mean, did Rick Jones steal your... Uh... Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Gosh darn you, Rick Jones. That's why I left Canada. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Penguin walks by as Valdi sings the opening song, telling us about Small One, who's the main character of a show called Blue Toes. Did you record, did you like that, the song at the beginning? I mean, I, I literally wrote down, this music is deliciously 80s. Like, yeah, I feel like it's almost 70s folk, though. Yeah. Like, I could see this song being sung on that great Christopher Guest movie, A Mighty Wind. Yeah. Like, that's what this makes me think of. It makes me think of the, um, what's, that, what's the all-male band on there? I'm going to say it's the Huntsman, but I don't think that's what they're called. It's been years since I've seen that. I know I gotta watch that. Anyway, um, are those the lyrics that you wrote from the first one? The second no, one I, or the third one? I wrote one? from the end one. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, first of all, here's here's my first complaint. Small one, the name, is used a lot. And in fact, it is the name of the donkey in Walt Disney's short animated movie, Small One. It's also a Christmas-themed movie. It's a, you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, also very dark. Yeah, and racist. Yeah. 
There's a lot of racism in that movie, too. It yeah. doesn't get talked about because it's not as well known, I A think. few years ago, I found out Pamela had never seen that oh. and made her watch it. And when we were done, she's, like, openly weeping. And she's like, why did you do this to me? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a dark movie. Yeah. It's very dark. Yeah, it's real dark. Um, so that's what I kept thinking of. And I was like, stop calling the elf small one. Also, something that I noticed, I don't know if you did. Um, we didn't know small one's gender until way late towards the end of the movie when people start calling him him and he. I didn't even notice. Yeah. They, it was not mentioned halfway through huh. the, the show. So I did notice they were kind of mutants because they only had the three fingers and the thumb. <laughs> they didn't even have like the Ninja tu- Turtle two fingers and a the thumb. They were See, like in the three. What did you think of the animation? Is this the style of animation you like? Because it's not one that I like. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really like it. It reminds me of the movies that you would get for like a dollar at the Dollar Tree. Yeah. That are clearly mm-hmm. third rate animation. I especially love that first zoom in when they have like the, the picture of like the trees and the forest mm-hmm. and they just zoom in. Like they're literally just dropping it in on, on a static image. Like it's... <laughs> They had to cut something from the budget. Yeah. They had to afford uh, Polly. And uh, Polly, you know, she probably had a huge paycheck. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we we learn about Small One through the first part of the song. And Small One is a little elf that's too small. And they want to help Santa. But he's told he's too small. And he always causes mischief. I do have one bone to pick. I'm sorry. No. They say he has no name. But clearly his name is Small One. Yeah. 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 They're like, oh, he doesn't have a name. Y'all call him Small One? That's a name. Yeah, that's a name. I I have a problem with causes mischief. Yes. Because he... Mischief to me means that I am playing a prank. I am doing something to be mischievous. He doesn't cause mischief. Things just happen to him. Yeah, it's like mischief implies intent. Yes. And everything just kind of happens. The one thing that's actually kind of his fault is when he cuts the butt out of the overalls. <laughs> but, like, that doesn't affect anything because Santa's not wearing his overalls to take... The, but was it supposed to... What I couldn't figure out was if that was actually supposed to be, like, long underwear. I thought it was overalls, but you maybe you're right. Maybe it is long underwear. That would make more sense because I was like, I just don't care. Yeah. Who cares? First of all, why were they laying on the floor? Yeah. In the room of stockings. <sighs> Alright. So let's just begin with uh, my next complaint. <laughs> the special starts off with a bunch of elves and they say one of the one of the best lines I've ever heard, which is, Are you packers ready? <laughs> we can pack it as fast as you can pick them. <laughs> Excellent delivery. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And we're like, what? And then we see, this is honestly the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in a Christmas special. Toys grow on trees like fruit. Well, you know, son, toys don't grow on trees. (laughs) Thoughts about toys growing on trees, full-on musical instruments growing on trees. I mean, I actually kind of liked that because it had that... It was different. It wasn't just your standard workshop elves doing their thing. Because I always wonder, like, what's their supply chain like? Where do they get all those <laughs> materials? And with the magic tree, it's just there. And I, it, it, you know, because so much of what Santa Claus is is already connected to, like, fairyland and, mm-hmm. and that. And, like, you have the whole Oz kind of thing where food buckets grow on trees. So I was, I was kind of okay with that. 
I was not. <laughs> I was annoyed. Uh, especially when I found out that there are sapling trees, like a baby tree, that also has baby toys on it. And I was like, I don't like this joke. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not a fan of it because... And here's the reason. I need. I'm fine with the fact that you know Troy's going on toys growing on trees. It's an interesting concept. What I don't think is okay is that there wasn't like a specific tree for each item. It was like, oh, this one's got a drum, and then the branch <laughs> below it's got a ball. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. Let's. If we're gonna equate them to like vegetation, you're not gonna get a pear and a lime on the same tree. Fair. I don't they, think so. There was one that had like a whole bunch of just toy soldiers on it. Yeah, wasn't it? Like which would make sense. Down. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, okay. I'll take that criticism. I don't. It's, well, it's not you. I'm not criticizing you. I am criticizing. I didn't even mention the writers because I don't want to. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> and the elves bag up these toys that they're grabbing off these trees, and they throw them down this slide thing that is later called the toy chute. And then that takes them to get wrapped. And <laughs> um, small one is trying to help. And he picks a ball and then slams down throughout the tree. And I was very confused because I've watched this twice, which is, you know, two times too many. I'm so sorry. And he, it looks like this ball is huge. But when he gets to the ground, they're like, oh small one you've been pickling you've been picking from saplings and i was like how tiny is he supposed to be because he only looks like a half a elf compared to the rest of the elves um and the other elves are dicks yeah and they kind of look like like dollar tree version of who's from whoville (laughs) like they don't have the cool spirals and wiggle stuff going off of them but other than that they're not very who like for sure no and there's one named whitey I also have I have complaints about Whitey. <laughs> I feel like th- this will come up in a minute when we talk about elf names. I have some questions. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're mean to him. And then, this is what I think is weird. We randomly cut back to the song and the opening credits. Yeah. And it's like, what? You just did it. Yeah. Why are we coming back to the song? Because we saw his mischief, which was nothing. He fell out of a tree. That wasn't his fault. The ball was... Also, that tree he fell out of made it look like he was up super high. <laughs> Not a sapling. Yep. Um, I lost my place. I will cut that out. I do have one thing that... Uh, this one gets points because they call him a ragamuffin, and I just love that word. Like It's one of my favorite words ever. I don't remember that. I think I blocked it out. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's Poppy, I think, that does it. There was a whole scene I blocked out from the first time I saw this, because I was making notes, and I was like, what happened? And I think I just passed out, because I was so utterly bored. Um, So the second time around, I was like, oh, that's what happened. Are you sure you didn't see, like, the director's cut when you watched the (laughs) other version that you didn't see? The director's cut is a blank VHS, too. (laughs) No, that's the director's burn. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, so, yeah, the small one, we find out he's picking unripe toys from the trees uh, because they're small, like him. And Elf, ha- her name's Hattie. 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 Hattie tells him to go help the Packers. Horrible name. And the Packers are like, it's 
literally how they sound to him. <laughs> and he's standing there, and we see that the Packers are just taking bags of the toys and throwing them down the slide. This is a trope that I don't like in cartoons. When you reach over and you're grabbing something that is clearly not feeling like anything else, and you still act like it's the thing that you've been grabbing for the whole time, uh, I don't like that because I think it's dumb, and I think it... Um, I don't think kids find it funny. I think you're insulting the kids' intelligence. Yeah. And mine. Yeah. So... If nothing else, it's been overdone. Yeah. So... It's it's cliche. The elf, the packer elf, is just grabbing bags of toys and throwing them down, and then grabs a small one by the head and throws him down the slide. And I'm like, you are going to tell me that you don't notice that you picked up someone by their head and that they weigh the same amount... And take up the same amount of space as a bag full of toys. Which he shouldn't, because he's so small. Right. And those are like wooden toys. It's not yeah. like it was a bag of balls. No, it was, it's, it was like full on rocking horses and stuff. Yeah. So, he goes down the, 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 the toy chute. So many things I want to make a joke about, but I'm trying to be appropriate tonight. Um... Oh, and I made a note that he goes down the slide, and I didn't laugh. That's my note. <laughs> Can we just get you a shirt that says, and I didn't laugh? <laughs> um, Whitey, the old man elf. And is he just called that because of his beard? <laughs> I have thoughts. I'm going to wait. Okay. I'm going to hold them in. Whitey tells him that they, he has a more important job for him and to go build a snowman. <laughs> Which is something you would tell the kid to get him out of your hair. Yeah. yeah. Go build a snowman. And that's the other thing, too. Is I don't quite understand Small One's age in relation to the other elves. The only reason we know Whitey's old is because he has a white beard. But we don't know how old the other elves are. Yeah. So he goes out to build a snowman. And it turns out he does it on top of a very angry polar bear. Like that, you do. Yeah. You know, you look for an extra head on the ground and you say, oh, let me build this snowman here. Is that before he was a top tester or after? Before. Okay. So the bear chases him through the forest and the bear knocks over a bunch of random logs that are stacked up in the middle of nowhere. You know. And all the logs come rolling down the hill and they destroy the toy chute. And we are now five minutes in to this special. But it seems like we're 25 minutes in. <laughs> well, you know, time flows differently at the North Pole. Yeah, well, I think even Santa would be like, we got to speed this up. Um, oh, yeah. So then Small One's blamed because nobody believes about the polar bear. Did you like the animation of the polar bear? I mean, he, he reminded me of something else, but I couldn't figure out what. It, it made me think of an old, like, Hanna-Barbera, or no, not Hanna-Barbera, um, Warner Brothers, like, Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. With the saggy nose. It was just weird. Okay. Yeah, it was the saggy nose that I yeah. kept trying to figure out what it was reminding me of, but I couldn't. Something 70s is what that reminded me mm-hmm. of. So they blame Small One, and the elves are like, you know, you. Well, Small One says, I hate to be the elf to go tell Santa that we ruined Christmas. And they're like, no, no, you're going to tell him. And, like, what did they think was going to happen? It's going to kick him out of the North Pole? I mean, it's Santa. It's, it's, it's Santa. Fun.
Santa. <laughs> like. <laughs> also, do polar bears hibernate? I don't know. That's don't. because they're like, oh, they harbor. And I'm like, I don't think they probably do because it's always cold. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how polar bear polar bears work. I mean, I think they're just snacking on penguins all the time. Like, the only polar bears I run into are at the gay bar, and they are hunting year-round. Mm. <laughs> are they packers or pickers? Yeah. It's on what you're looking for. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other elves listen outside the door as a uh, small one is telling Santa what happened, and Santa just... Santa just loves Small One. Yeah. Just thinks the greatest things about Small One. Well, I mean, he's he's like a little kid. Yeah. Santa loves little kids, so it makes sense. He does. Uh, Santa believes Small One and tells him to stay out of mischief, and Small One says, I'm going to be the best elf one day. I was like, oh, okay. I don't... Give your track record, I don't think it's going to happen. We should all have dreams. Sometimes our dreams should be rooted in reality. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the elves go ahead and rebuild the chute, and Whitey and Hattie talk a little trash about Small One, because that's all they're there for. Yeah, that was like water cooler talk. It yeah. Was, it was awkward. He's awful. Blah, blah, blah. Um, he, so then Small One shows up, and they're like, oh, we've got a, a job for you. You're going to be a top tester, which has a different meaning than what I anticipated. <laughs> um And then he's like, and they all go to the right. And I'm like, they go with whichever way you spin them, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I know that's part of the joke, you know, that they're giving him silly tasks, but he's doing his best. I mean, he's doing the jobs. Yeah. He's doing the jobs. Um, but they don't... Oh, Santa runs in. I hate to say the word runs. He runs into Santa. <laughs> And tells Santa about all the special jobs he's given. And Santa's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Santa could give three flying bucks. He could not care in the least. Yeah. But he's jolly about it. He's that middle manager that's checked out. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just, like, I've been doing this job for 30 millennia. Yeah. Also, um, at so then small one goes down. No. Santa says, this is how confusing my notes are because I just was all... The show's kind of all over the place, too. It does jump very quickly. Yeah, it does. I did like Santa's line, um, buy my beard, it'll be the best Christmas. I thought, that guy sees Santa saying, buy my beard. Yeah. Um, But then he said something weird. (laughs) He said, (laughs) giving your best is what Christmas is all about. I don't feel like Santa would say that. Yeah, there's some crossed wires there. Because it's just... I mean, it depends on how you take the statement. If you're just talking about doing your best, that's different. Mm-hmm. But giving your best, like... Yeah, I don't... He got all bourgeoisie on us, and I don't... <laughs> like, suddenly Santa's delivering caviar. And it's, just, it's just awkward. That's a special I would watch. <laughs> Santa saves Christmas with caviar. It's... It's what's his name, Mr. Hal from uh, from Gilligan's Island. Did you ever see him and, as Mr. Magoo in Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol? No. <gasps> Do you want to borrow it? I would love to borrow it. I mean, it's Mr. Magoo going on stage, playing Ebenezer Scrooge to a theater, and it's 
You know what's sad? I think I own it and I haven't watched it. Oh, okay. Well, look, and then if you... And then if I don't... I'll just bring it to you. I'm bad about buying Christmas yeah. movies and then never actually get into them. Um, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's pretty good. I liked it. It was kind of funny. Because for a while there, I had the goal to collect every version of A Christmas Carol. Oh, what a... Mm. Yeah. There's too many of those. Yeah. Um, there was one version of A Christmas Carol that I really... A diva Christmas Carol with Vanessa Williams... I've seen that one. There's another one with Tori Spelling, and she's the Abby uh, Scrooge or something. And uh, her Christmas, her ghosts are like William Shatner and Gary Coleman. And I forget who else. And it's real bad, but it was real enjoyable at the time. Did you so. ever watch the one that I sent you the link to? Is Carol's Christmas? And it's uh, oh, what's his name? I can't think of it. It's got Wallace Shawn in it, the Vicini oh. from. And then, uh, but the main character is always the main guy from That Thing You Do. Um, Jonathan Shuck? No, Tom, Tom, Tom. Hanks? No. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's really good. It's super, like, 90s-tastic, late 90s-tastic. Okay. But it's, I don't know if I did watch it. I don't yeah. Familiar. It was a long time ago. And you can't find a really good copy. It's super... Of course not. Yeah. But anyway... I like that that was probably the most interesting conversation we can have about this movie. <laughs> Talking about other movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, they tell Small One to go... Oh, Hattie tells Small One to go polish all the bells on the sleigh, and I giggled. I have a bone to pick. With Hattie? With the bells. <laughs> yeah. Those are not sleigh bells. They are not. They're just like straight up tiny bells. Yeah. And... Like, it's even easier to draw sleigh bells than those kind of bells. And going off of this animation, I wouldn't expect them to put extra dollars into the bells. Because all you have to do is draw a circle with an X in it for a jingle bell. <laughs> but those bells, like, they put in little ringers. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Because then he's testing them out, and then we hear the penguin. As he's ringing the bell, we hear, can you do the honk? Honk! Honk! <laughs> And then uh, the penguin jumps into the sleigh. Do penguins honk? They don't honk. What? I don't even Do know. Do they what, quack? I mean, they. I think they kind of... I'm trying to remember what they did in Batman Returns, which is oh, probably they just, not they, they accurate. Quacked. I think they but, quacked. Um, I mean, those penguins gave a funeral to a man, so I don't know <laughs> if that's the best documentary for us to be using to determine what penguins sound like. That is the best penguin documentary <laughs> Nobody cares about March of the Penguins. It's the Penguins in Batman Returns. I am a man. Which I always watch at Christmas because it is to me it's a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, I love that movie. Actually, that's my favorite Batman. <laughs> Mine too. Yep. Um, then the polar bear shows up and chases. And I don't know. I think he hits the sleigh, and then all of a sudden he's running down the hill, and then small ones in the sleigh with the penguin and they crash onto a lake and then the ice breaks on the lake and the sleigh falls in the lake and then we don't even see him try to escape we just immediately cut to a bunch of elves pulling the sleigh out but they followed the same cheesy cartoon trope which is oh now the sleigh is encased in a block of ice yeah they didn't have part of the sleigh sticking out of the ice like usually you'd have the mm, character's feet it was completely encased so yeah Oh, one more note on the honking. I just love that I made this note. I said, sad honks are the best honks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why. This is kind of a downer of a, 
of a movie. I don't. It's not really joyful. Yeah. I find I get where they were trying to go with shit, but I still don't think it was that funny. Um. Yeah, I. So they pull up the sleigh as a giant ice cube, and now John, we are. 10 minutes in to our 23-minute special. So we are almost halfway through, and I still don't know the plot yet. Yeah. And that's when they decide to go to Penguin Mime, (laughs) which is the natural next step. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, The small one tells the other elves about the bear. They still don't believe him. Then the penguin... Tries to do charades because it's a penguin. Huh. And they can't understand it because it's literally a penguin. 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 Um, then the elves are like, well, we don't believe you. And small one is, you know, just being like, well, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, like, this is what happened. And they don't care. Yeah. Uh, they tell uh, small one to go sew up all the holes in all the stockings at the pole. So next we flash to small one in a room full of what I can only imagine is a stench of elf stockings. And it's him and the penguin, and he's sewing by hand a patch on every sock. And he names the penguin Lonesome. He does name the penguin Lonesome because... Which... Which is when, because he tells him that he's called Small One, that I wrote down. So wait, he does have a name? Question mark. Yeah, he calls himself Small One, but I don't have a name. It, it is. It is. But what is wrong with Small One? <laughs> the amount of filthy answers I have. <laughs> Um. <laughs> honk. 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 <laughs> I thought we should have done this whole because it was just honk. There's your noise for the button. <laughs> um, lonesome because he's lonesome and he's all by himself. And then. <laughs> how? I also would like to know how that penguin got there. Yeah, it's in the North Pole. Penguins are only found in the South Pole. Right. How did it get there? I, I don't know. We didn't have a penguin uh, translator. Are polar bears at the North Pole? I think polar bears are in Canada. But aren't they known for... Oh, they're known for eating seals, not penguins. Yeah. Okay. I think they're in the South Pole. Some, there's probably some, some bears from the South. <laughs> I think we should bring in a biology expert next time we do this. Oh, well, we will never talk about this show again. So, um, <laughs> well, if there are animals involved. I, true. true. Um, then uh, Lonesome, the penguin, decides to put on a mime act and act like different elves that Small One immediately recognizes. He's like, oh, it's Whitey. <laughs> How? Um, <laughs> and then he acts like the polar bear. And then, I keep saying and then, <laughs> and then. Um, he decides to call him Lonesome. And then he says, because apparently, based at the poll, what you do determines your name. And he said um, that uh, Ribbon is the fastest gift wrapper. Chopper is named Chopper because he chops wood. And I was like, 
why why is Whitey called Whitey? <laughs> is it because he's a racist? <laughs> and then I thought, what would my name be? And I was like, I would still be Gason. Because <laughs> I'm gay. It's somebody's son. <laughs> I also came up with one for you. Since Uh-oh. you're since you're a writer, mm-hmm. we would call you Scripter. Ooh, Scripter. I like it. I'll take it. But I would still be Gacy. <laughs> um, What's funny is you said I'd be writer, but you didn't say your name would be writer. That's true. I didn't think about is, that. Is I it like because I script because good? Of, yeah, or? I think it's because of He-Man. Uh, okay. And Scriptor. So I, like I, okay, character. I got you. I got you. So... Um, then all of a sudden, the lonesome falls over and gets glue on his head, and and I don't know how that triggered small one's brain to say, "Oh, I got an idea." Um, also, during this time, we find out that he's mad that he can't go find the perfect tree, which was never mentioned before. I don't even remember that. So yeah, so he's 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 talking about how the, he's seen all the other elves go to find the perfect tree, and uh, he's like, "I'm here with these stupid stockings." And he takes off his shoe, and that's when we see that his stocking, his stocking, his sock has a big hole in it, and he cuts out uh, blue from a pair of overalls that are laying on the ground. Wait, isn't there a separate scene? Obviously, you can't figure out where in this thing it yeah. is, but where the other elves are picking out a tree. Yes, okay. this is the prelude to that scene. Okay, so yes, it's, okay, okay. Here's the thing: I did not know about the picking out of the tree. That's where I clearly shut down. <laughs> so the second time watching it, I was like, "Oh, that's how they all got up the hill." Because <laughs> I was so confused. Um, since seeing the glue, Small One realizes he's got an idea. And he takes a pair of uh, he takes this piece of red material and cuts a bunch of holes in it, and then every used stocking that has a hole in it <laughs> is then forcefully put over the head of the penguin, and its beak is poking out, and so small one swaps some glue on it and then puts a patch on it. This makes no sense. No. Because the patch would be glued to the bird's beak. Yeah. Because you're putting like a gallon of glue on it. You're not daintily dotting the edge where it would hold on to it. No, 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 no. You're just painting over it. Uh, and they do that. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. I think they were uh, just trying to pad it out a little bit. They just reused mm-hmm. that animation over and over and over and over. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you're right. Because otherwise this would have been a 15 minute maybe. Special yeah. short film. There was a good pun in there though. At one point, he said, "Darn these socks." Does not. Don't give this movie any props. I mean, I appreciate a pun. I get it. The I worst just... pun is better than what happens at the end of this. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I'm sorry, folks. We're not near the end yet. <laughs> um. The other elves go to find the perfect tree with the polar bear sneaking around and he scares them. And then we have a dumb chase scene. Very Scooby-Doo. I, literally Scooby-Doo because they did the thing where he was chasing them and then they were chasing him. Yeah, which made no like, sense. There wasn't even a hallway and they still pulled that shit off with trees. With trees. Yeah. 
Um, then Smallwin walks up, and the other elves realize that he wasn't lying. He runs into the polar bear. All this For some reason, he's carrying all the damn stockings instead of just leaving them there. And all the stockings get messed up, and then everybody's mad at him, and they're all dickish to him again. I literally wrote, man, f*** these elves. <laughs> they're really mean. They really I are. I try to understand what kind of culture Santa has. In some of these specials, because not my Santa, my Santa have been like, "Hey, there's no bullying at the pole." Yep. It's like one of the. It's like one of the commandments. I feel like uh, Small decides the only thing he can do is to get Lonesome home for Christmas, and he decides to go talk to Santa. And this is how we find out that the overalls were Santa, because he's like, "Do you know how this happened?" And it's like, no. First of all, that's not. Why would you just throw your pants on the floor? Yeah. And so then Santa shanks him. Um, uh, one thing on the socks i forgot to mention mm -hmm. i thought the joke was going to be that they were all glued together in a ball like i thought he was going to get up there carrying them and set them down like elves were going to pull on him and be like what did you do small one that's actually probably a better story (laughs) than what happened (laughs) he starts to talk to santa about lonesome and santa's like i don't have time Santa, shut that down. Yeah, He's immediately. like, no, I don't have time for that. Well, I'll talk to you after Christmas. Yeah. He what? wasn't even like, go talk to my assistant elf. He no, was just, yeah, it was like, no. Get out of my office. This is not, and close the door. Yeah. Close the door. Yep. Um, Rude. Then, I also did not realize this happened, because I think I fell asleep. So during the second time, I was like, I was watching a whole new movie. <laughs> Uh, Small decides the best way to get Lonesome home is to put him in the sleigh because Santa will fly by the South Pole at some point and he can just jump out, I guess. Right. So he puts him in a bag that's for the toys by the toy chute but takes out a couple of toys which play a huge plot point later on at the end that I didn't even think about. Spoilers, folks. I know. And then um, the polar bear... They're like the infinity stones of the story. (laughs) (laughs) This one movie. (laughs) Um, But he gets scared because he hears a noise that turns out to be the polar bear. So he climbs in the bag with Lonesome. And they slide down the toy chute. And they get loaded up into the sleigh. (sighs) Now, I think... The two toys only come out because he jumps in and they get squeezed, squeezed out, out of the yeah. bag. Like, yeah, it's not like right. he removes them and he's that stupid. Yeah, okay. So I'll give that him that sense. credit. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they get in the sleigh. Santa takes off. There's no time to talk, apparently. Um, and I'm just saying that I feel like they could have crawled out of those bags of toys and had a conversation mid-flight. Yeah. Because if flight attendants can talk to their Clapton, then why can't? The elves talk to Santa. You just said Clapton. I know. I'm so... I just can't. (laughs) I just can't. (laughs) I've watched this thing twice, and I just watched it again before you got here, and it has sapped all of the energy out of my life. I only had the strength to watch it once. Yeah. Um, Lonesome decides to sneak off, as small one is, is literally narrating Santa's journey. He's like, now watch. See how he's checking his list twice? And look, he's going to fit down that chimney. You won't believe it. And I was like, this penguin doesn't give a shit. Like somewhere there's a penguin Santa Claus that's doing his thing. Yeah. Good you don't, you don't have to explain this. Um, so Lonesome walks off. 
I keep almost wanting to say small one. Uh, small keeps walking and trying to find Lonesome, and he's peeping in windows like the little pervert he is. Creeper. And he sees two little kids sleeping. Santa goes down that chimney, and then, or Santa, right before he goes down the chimney, Sandy, Santa realizes, I don't have enough gifts. Oh, no. And we go, the two toys. First of all, you chintzy bastard. <laughs> there are two kids in that house. You're just going to have one toy each? Yeah. Come on! And it was like a... a- Drum. Yeah, it was like a drum and a, and a toy. Rocking a, horse thing or yeah, something. I don't yeah. Um so small one's like, oh no, they don't have no toys. <laughs> and I love that it was like the poor kids. Oh like, yeah. they put the little patches on yeah. their like clothes and they really wanted us to know that it was the poor kids. Yeah, and like like them. the wall had the, the cartoon plaster showing with like <laughs> the stripes. Yeah. Um so small one freaks out and he's like, There's gotta be something I can do. Because they need to get toys. And then Santa flies away because he's like, oh, I have toys. Shit out of luck, kids. Um, well, he rushes back. He, he was does. rushing back to the North he Pole. He does. But in that moment, we didn't know he was coming back. Yeah. So, small one's like, well, I wish there's something I could do. And I don't know where he ever did this. But he pulls out two toys out of his ass, basically. They're the little toys that he took off the tree. But they don't look like those actual toys, though, at the beginning. I mean, is continuity really a thing that these animators cared about? I mean, I would think plot, (laughs) storyline, and acting would be something they cared about. But clearly, they spent all the money getting Valdi to sing the song Small One. They did put all their money into the music. They did. Yeah. They did. So he's trying to decide how can he get these toys to them, and he he breaks into their house. Um, We're almost to the twist, folks. God, we're almost there. He decides that he has to put their toys someplace so they'll see them. There's no Christmas tree. There's nothing. And he goes, oh, I know. And he takes off his shoes and he uses his sweaty, gross, patched. elf patched sto- socks or stockings, hangs them by the chimney with care, and puts the toys inside of it. Then, because the kids are stirring, he proceeds to not put his shoes back on. We don't even see his shoes ever again. Yeah. He decides to go sit outside on the window ledge. I assume one of those poor kids put those shoes on. Well, yeah. They're they like, just, I got two presents. They look so poor, they probably each took one. Yeah. <laughs> just hopped around. <laughs> um, Santa comes back. We find out Santa comes back with the toys. And he was like, oh, well, there's presents already in the socks. What's going on? And then he's like, oh, those are elf stockings. Well, they're the same size as humans, so I don't know if you can just tell that those are elf stockings or not. I sent. And then uh, Santa's like, I wonder who did this? And then all of a sudden, Lonesome comes out of nowhere and is like, Hank. <laughs> and Santa immediately recognizes this penguin. He's like, oh, it's you from earlier when I treated you both like shit. Notice, the other elves can't speak penguin. Santa can. Yeah, Santa can. Santa is like Han Solo talking to Chewie. <laughs> Chewie's like, Wah! and Han's like, well, yeah, dumbass. And then... Have you have you ever watched the Star Wars Christmas special? Yes. I don't know if I've ever seen it all the way through. It's painful. I, I have never heard anyone that's liked it. No. It's... Good is never a word you can use with that. I think it's better than this. <laughs> Just by association, but and it never gets Yeah. Alright, uh, let's 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 get to the The twist. 
the end of the, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, the end of the Saw movie. Let's do it. <laughs> so, Lonesome honks. Santa remembers him and he honks again. And we see Smallwood is freezing because he didn't take his damn shoes. His toes have turned bright blue. I'm assuming because of frostbite. That's right, folks. But frostbite. I, but I didn't think frostbite turned you blue. I think it still just makes you red, if I'm correct. Right? Does frostbite turn you actually blue? I mean, in my head, it turns it blue. I don't know if that's just because of Jack Nicholson and The Shining at the end. Maybe, Maybe I had okay, that. Okay, okay. All right, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. And he's just sitting out there freezing and shivering. And it's like, you can break into their window. You can also just say, hey, I hope you enjoyed those presents. Can you hand me my shoes? And can I have my socks back? You're right outside their window. It's not like you're going to ruin the magic. You've already ruined it by showing up. I mean, but this is the guy that thought he was doing a really good job because all the tops went to the right. (laughs) So he's not super bright. Like, why didn't he just use the shoes? Or his hat. Or just give them the penguin. That solves the penguin's problem. It solves the kid's problem. They have a pet. Animals as pets. I know. As gifts. He's never he's never gonna see those kids again. He doesn't care. (laughs) Um (laughs) Santa's like, oh small one. Let's take you back to Santa Land. That's what I called it, because I don't know what it was. And I wrote, what the Santa get him to the hospital with like four exclamation marks. All of his toes look like they're going to rot off. Yeah. That's how blue it is. It makes no sense. Like you didn't say, oh, we should wrap him up in a blanket, keep him, get his body temperature. I don't know what the temperature of the body temperature of an average elf is. Yeah. I feel like it's got to be pretty low. Probably. Well, I don't know, but if their body temperature is high, then they wouldn't get cold, get quite as cold. So, so maybe it's, but the weird thing is why is it so much colder at the wherever he was where the kids were as opposed to the north pole i I don't know that's a really great question but it's it's like i'm looking at the toes and i'm like violet you're turning violet violet and like (laughs) someone should do something about this and instead i don't want to steal any thunder (laughs) but santa's like we're gonna honor your blue toes so yeah, we come back. We don't get to see him fly to the sleigh. We come back immediately at Santa's compound with the polar bear watching from outside. And Santa's like, we've overlooked small one because he's so small. <laughs> what a dick thing to say. He's like, but his blue toes will always remind us that things don't have to be big to be important. <laughs> right, sir. Gangrene and frostbite. Out of bandages is a pretty big deal. You are correct in that statement. <laughs> also, his cl- his his feet never change back. No, they're blue toes permanently. Yep. I mean, and wow, who couldn't think that this is where we were gonna end up? But his toes were like, I guess you don't get gangrene because they're just frostbitten. Is right? it blue green? They just break off. I would assume. Gan blue. Gan blue. Gan blue. Blue, blue green. Oh. Gan blue sounds like an anime name. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> um, and then twenty-one minutes in, <laughs> Santa says, 
Kids every Christmas will wake up every Christmas morning to find small joys in their stockings that have been packed and selected by by a special elf, Blue Toes himself. And now, my God, we finally get a name for small one who's had a name the entire show. Yeah. And this is the other part that I just love. All the dick elves are like, oh, he's so good. We knew he'd be great. Like, first of all, you treated him like he was trash. All right. And a child. And they're all named after what they do good. Yeah. So what he does good is have blue toes. Yeah. That's it. And it's like a one trick pony when they don't change back. Yeah. Like if he had to go out and blue his toes every year, it'd be more. Would you, if Santa gave you that name, would you be like, uh, raise your hand, sir, sir. Yeah. We'd, we'd have a talk. And maybe he did when he got older. You know? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> maybe he was put in charge of sports equipment. Became blue ball. <laughs> Where's that tree at? <laughs> uh, they decide to have a party. They're having a party, I guess. Because uh, it's after Christmas. Which, which would make sense. Because I think a lot of movies have Santa having a party after Christmas is yeah. over because they can calm the hell down. I always assumed he would just collapse and sleep for three weeks. I think Santa has a beer. Yeah. Santa looks like he enjoys a good beer. It's a stout. But ouch. Then Blue Toes decides to take out a giant fish because clearly he has known that the polar bear has been watching this entire time. And then he tells the polar bear Merry Christmas and then he turns to the camera breaking the fourth wall it says Merry Christmas to everyone. And then we hear Santa. And then, because we haven't heard it enough, Valdi comes back and sings the song again. And you have notes this time on this verse. I do. I have this these literally written down. Before we get to that, did they ever show him taking Lonesome home? No. Lonesome looks like he's staying at the North Pole. Okay. Well, I mean, he made friends. He's their, he's their pet now. Yeah, but I don't feel like that's introducing a... A species to a an environment that's not conducive he's, to said species. He's their polar bear decoy. He's going to die. <laughs> I mean, that lines up with where this thing goes. <laughs> okay, yeah, because so. my Christmas joy died watching it as well. Okay, the lyrics: Mischief was his claim to fame, but when his toes froze, he had blue toes. All the elves made fun. Santa said the royal blue, a legend has begun. A legend has begun. (laughs) I think this would have been better if they had just spliced together Valdi singing and there were just like some animated stills of blue toes. (laughs) And this could have been five minutes long. Yeah. And that... I mean, the better thing to do would have just been to burn the books and never make this. I'm sure the book is much better. Like, and it, it, it starts out cheesy. Mm-hmm. And then it just, it goes straight to hell. <laughs> it, like, dark, man. It, I don't think 1989 Jason would have sat through this. No. He would have gotten up and played Team Man Toys very quickly. Probably after the first ten minutes. I would have kept it on in the background. Yeah. But I would have got it, it. This is not the He Man and She or Christmas special that I would have sat down and watched, or Smurfs, or even the Flintstones. This one is something that I've been like, I'm gay. 
Yeah, this was like that, the dollar store VHS that had like 200 cartoons from 1938 on it. And then at the very end, something with Ed Wynn and cigarettes. Yep. Like, but this would have been in the middle on the Christmas version of that. Mm-hmm. And it would have played in the background. Yeah, it's trash. Yeah, it's... Trash. It's not good. You can say it's trash. It's trash. It's trash. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, did you have any favorite quotes about said trash? Uh, that he called them royal blue in mm. the song was actually my favorite thing. <laughs> Santa said they're royal blue. A Mine legend the, has begun. Mine was the Packers and the Pickers. I figured it was either going to be that or the top tester. <laughs> uh, did you have any scenes that you liked more than anything else? I didn't. No. Yeah, no. At the end, when it did like the logo and said "Thank you for watching," <laughs> that, was, that was probably my favorite part. Um, did you notice any gay or hidden gay? Um, let me change that. Did you notice any? <laughs> LGBTQ plus or any hidden LGBTQ plus characters? No. I mean... It's for me, like, I did not know small one's gender for the first 15 minutes yeah. of until someone actually referred to him with pronouns. So, um, I, I mean, I'm assuming some of the elves are, but yeah, probably racist whitey. <laughs> <laughs> Why else would you call him that? There's a joke I want to make, but no, this isn't a family show, but it's still... <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, well, he was, but, a, he was a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on a scale of one to five rainbow candy canes, how many candy canes would you give us? Like, if you took the candy cane... And snipped the tip, and just gave me the tip, <laughs> like like so you just Al- Altoid size. Yeah, you know, like an Altoid sized tip. Yeah, that would that would be it. Yeah, I I I give it a little bit more because I liked the penguin. Oh, uh, yeah. But everything else is no. So then that leaves us with the final question, which is: Is this a classic or not so classic special? Meaning you would go out and watch this every year? No. No, it's not so classic. Would you ever watch this again? No. I answer both, yes. I would never watch it again. (laughs) I am glad that it has faded from memory. Um, Yeah. There's so much potential for it. I love the fact that you get to see how an elf gets their name. I think that's a kind of a really interesting concept. Um, I, I think it was too long. It probably should have been... A five to eight minute, um, like uh, God, those the, those melody uh, uh, Mary cartoons, Mel- Mary yeah. melodies, yeah, yeah. Mary melodies like that. I think that would probably have served this better, but this is definitely something that I don't. And the weird thing is, I think I would have, I would have actually accepted this storyline more if it was like one of those old Max Fleischer mm-hmm. that just has the music and like when the characters talk, they're like, wah, wah. yeah, you know, yeah. like like that, like. Something dark like that in like the 30s, 40s animation, sure, I could buy it. But this was just, y'all should know better by the 80s. Yeah, you should have. Like, this is just, like I said, it's trash. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, it goes out with the wrapping paper that has been used up and crumpled that you can't even reuse. Yeah. Wow. Great. What a way to end this show. Um, At least it wasn't a downer. It's true. It's true. (laughs) 
Uh, really, I only have one thing left to say to you. What's that? Merry Christmas, John. Merry Christmas. Just when you think the show can't get any worse, it's time for Naughty Ned's White Elephant GIF suggestions. I'm sorry. I love ending each episode hearing a Christmas memory or tradition. I invited my friend John back to tell us one of his. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory or tradition, don't forget to email us at keepingtheyuletidegay at gmail.com or leaving us a 60-second voicemail at anchor.fm slash keepingtheyuletidegay. So, I've been on here a few times, so I've done multiple of my Christmas memories, so I'm having to dig a little deeper and get into some of the weirder ones, but... Um, there was one year I was a teenager and we went to my sister's house for Christmas. Everybody piled into her, her trailer actually. And, uh, we were there and it just, it wasn't a blizzard, but it might as well have been. And we all got snowed in like my brothers, sisters, me, mom and dad, her kids, all the above in this trailer. And it was all of us. And I had just discovered Metallica. And for some reason, my very fond memory of that Christmas is laying under the edge of my sister's Christmas tree. Like there were presents on one side, but there was like a gap in the back. And to escape everybody, I got under the tree with my headphones on and was just like rocking out to the Black Album. And it was magical. 
it was like two in the morning. So yeah, that's my non not really conventional. You're you're not going to see a Christmas special of that, but it was beautiful, man. It was like sixteen. Well, that wraps up this month's episode. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to be notified when new episodes air. We hope you come back for our next episode as we continue to put the mess in Christmas. Bye. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay. Don't forget if you need more Gason in your life to listen to my other podcast, Gabbing with Gason, on all podcast apps. And you can find more information at gabbingwithgason.com. The first Noel, O Christmas Tree, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Bring a Torch Isabella, The Twelve Days of Christmas, and Silent Night the Disco Edition are all provided by FreeXmasMP3.com. Other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders, and they are used for the purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended.